folks welcome back to a brand new episode of train wreck tonight happy thursday folks phase two is in the building we got timmy and cheek to vegas round two tonight and what's tonight supposed to be my favorite music on main opening night might check it out we'll see what's going on but tonight's show sponsor maniac pasta electric Positive Electric is a residential and commercial company that can handle just about any electrical project from new house wiring to troubleshooting issues. Positive Electric licensed and insured all over Erie County. Mention Trainwreck Sports or This Train Never Stops and you can earn yourself a whole house surge protector uh, or an entire with every service upgrade. So yeah, check out Positive Electric 716-698-2711. I got my dog jumping on me. He's getting a spark out of Pazda Electric here. Maybe, yeah, give Pazda Electric a call. He's definitely going to be in my basement soon. I got wires all over the place that need to get fixed, but I'm excited. Very special guest tonight. Uh, someone who I've been following for a little bit now, and I'm so happy to finally meet you. We got Uncle Dan, Dan Fates in the building. I appreciate for having me on, guys. I've always loved what you guys do, so I'm excited to be on it. Awesome, awesome. So how, things are, how are things going for you in this quarantine? Obviously, for me, it's like day 75, day 80. Pretty crazy, you know, working from home this long. Yeah, I think we're all trying to do the best we can. I was in the station for the NFL draft, but besides that, pretty much just been working from home, doing Zoom calls with everybody else that we can kind of get in touch with. And uh, I've also got a pregnant wife who's 31 weeks pregnant, so also handling everything back here also you know trying to be uh the good uh soon to be dad so it's been a lot of puzzles we've done puzzles we've done uh watched all of ozark we watched all of tiger king and now we're on bloodline which is a really good show on netflix if you haven't seen it so we're fully into that we're just binging through everything just trying to stay sane i think like everybody is i just crushed season one of ozark or as i like to call it zark it's great did you guys pretty good gotta love bateman gotta love bateman yeah. Did you, did you guys just hear that doorbell? Is that Timmy and Cheek to Vegas? I think it could be the new train wreck White Claw koozies. Okay, we're going to find out in a second. But you said, you got what? Baby girl on the way, right? Baby girl. August, two, August 2020, that's the timeline? That's right. Now, any name picked out yet? We do have a name. I don't know if you're allowed to release it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just like a family name right now. Okay. But it, it, it's a good name. It's a good name. Okay. Well, we'll have our sources hard at work trying to get some leaks in the, in the Fates organization. Oh, appreciate oh. it. So you mentioned, you know, obviously favorite activity. It seems like you're doing a lot of puzzles, you know, watching a lot of Netflix. How about your, fi- you know, Dan, I know you're a drinker. Favorite, co- <laughs> favorite cocktail. Oh, cocktail. I'll just do bourbon straight. I, I, I can go simple, like an old fashioned, just, just bourbon straight. It's bourbon and gin for me. And in wow. Buffalo, Tommy Rodder has a barrel gin, which is absurd. Tommy Rodder is like the best gin I've ever had. Uh, it's like if bourbon and gin had a baby and they made barrel gin. Uh, so that's, I'll have that with like a lime and a little splash of tonic. So that's about it. Okay. Yeah. I've seen you. You've outgrown the bar cart, right? Did, what's, what's the situation in Rochester now? What do you got? Do you have, like, you have a legit bar now? So bar cart's pretty good. Okay. I've now made it my goal to try and drink it empty during quarantine. And then I'll just restock everything once everything gets set up and my wife can drink again. So we, we're, we're trying to empty out everything. And then I'm expecting to spend five, 600 bucks restocking everything. I'm going through 
tequila that I've had left over, um, oh. other barrel gins, just going through. Right now I'm on the quantity and not quality stage. So it's, it's some new Amsterdam stuff. Uh, I just finished Tito's yesterday, but yeah, it's a, a bar cart's a big pride of mine. Yeah. Quantity over quality is a fun stage though. Let's face it. That's it. Yeah. It's, I'm on, I'm on the quality stage right now. I I'll see let, that. I'll let liquor down the street, $10 off a one seven five a great goose. When I see that sale I'm they know I'm sprinting through those doors. It's great. Tito's too. Uh, Tito's is real cheap. And I like Tito's as well. And guys, I can't believe this. This actually just happened live on the show. So this was a beer koozie right here. Breaking. And this was supposed to happen between 12 and 4 today. They were a little late. The first ever, wow, White Claw koozies just got in. Let's see. Oh, look at that. Are you kidding me? I'd hate to say that Dan's baby just got upstaged, but I think yeah. the baby just got upstaged. That's fair. Perfect I mean, that, and everything. I mean, look, right to the top. Absolutely look. perfect. That's an incognito koozie. I mean, you could be, you could be drinking anything. You could be having a uh, Yoohoo or something or a Slim Fast in there. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to go that high, but it's literally perfect fit. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Awesome. Awesome. So let's see. What else here? Uh... Another question I want to ask you, I know this is completely random outside of quarantine. I had this written down. Better sock game, you or Joe B? Oh, I've, I've slacked. Joe B's got it. I, I just tipped the cap to the, to the, to the pro right now. Um, Joe B is probably one of the best dressed guys, period, in the Bills media. And uh, maybe one day I, I can step up my game to get back to him. But Joe from head to toe, man, got to give it to him. But who could forget when he took Q3 2017 off to get a dog? I mean, right, Al? Who, who could forget that? <laughs> but that dog is pretty awesome. That's true. That dog did, definitely was developed the right way. It was brought in. It's not yeah. a system dog. That dog can play anywhere. It's something you want to build your franchise around. So kudos <laughs> to Joe B on that one. So, Dan, obviously got to bring up, you know, crazy times here, you know, all across America, all across the world in general, obviously. Um, and with, you know, Maniac and I being in Buffalo, you being in Rochester, we've seen the things that have been going on. So give us your take on, you know, what have you had to like do when it comes down to, you know, happening in Rochester? Well, like news wise, it's just crazy. I mean, it's, it's obviously it's sad. It's frustrating. It's, it's angry. I think a lot of people are angry and I can sense their frustration. Um, there was rioting and looting about less than a mile away from my house. Um, and I'm not even in the city. So I'm kind of the outskirts of it, but, um, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, I do know it's sad. It's, it's very upsetting. Um, I just want to listen now. I think that that's, that's my big goal. Um, I've wanted to, you know, talk to my friends that, you know, have had different life experiences than me and just to listen. It's not my point. It's not my place to talk. I, I just want to listen. So yeah, it's, I think I'm all for peaceful protests. I'm all for getting to say your voice. Um, but I don't know if anybody is going to, I feel bad for businesses that have been ruined too. I, I feel bad for them as well. So let's, you know, Dan, let's get into the, the biggest development locally in Rochester right now, which is big time news for no, your staff, your news uh, corporation. And that's obviously no St. John Fisher yeah. for the Buffalo Bills this year. And that's obviously where Rochester dominates that. You know what I mean? That's, that's your guys' home. So how is that impacting you guys in the news in Rochester? Yeah, I, I think it's sad. I, I think the real losers here are the fans. The Bills are going to be just fine. Like, they have an $18 million brand-new facility up in Buffalo. They're not going to skip a beat. It's the fans that are going to miss getting to see the most anticipated team in two decades up close and personal. 
And it doesn't seem fair based on how many bad teams have shown up to St. John Fisher College since 2000, whether it's all the different garbage quarterbacks, and now they finally have a real team with, dare I say, championship expectations. And now because of COVID, they're not able to see them up close and personal. I think the Bills will be fine uh, work-wise. You know, it's just a couple more drives for me. Um, but I think that the Bills are going to be fine. I think I always thought that, you know, we were hearing reports that Sean McDermott was going to want to come to St. John Fisher, even if fans couldn't be there. He really, and he stressed that again yesterday when he talked to the media, saying that you can build camaraderie and fellowship when you go away for training camp. I know a lot of people think that Bill's training camp may never come back to Rochester. The contract is expires on 2021. Maybe they just buy out the final year. I think Sean McDermott loves coming to Fisher. I think he loves the Rochester environment. I think he likes to get away. I think he likes to have the players kind of underneath his microscope and that he has everybody kind of contained. So I don't think that the bills are just going to bounce as soon as, you know, 2021's over. Or if they do, I don't think it's as cut and dry. I really think Sean McDermott likes coming to Buffalo. I was texting with two players yesterday and they both sent me, you know, heartbreak emojis and just how sad they were, you know, just being like, they like coming to Rochester too. I think we think that, oh, that sucks. These guys are pro athletes and they have to stay in these tiny dorms. I think they also like coming to Fisher as well and coming to Rochester and getting to see a whole different fan base up close and personal. Rochester is an incredible scene. I mean, I'm just thinking back to last year, the lunch pails all over the place. I mean, what, uh, how many selfies did Josh Allen take with people last year? Probably a thousand at least. I mean, those are a thing of the past now. Uh, it's very unfortunate because, yeah, when you think about training camp, it's one of the best parts of the Bills season. You could literally be up close with the players. Like you said, you get to experience the players and their vibes, and you get to see them interacting, having fun. I mean, I think Josh Allen, like, took a Miami Dolphins jersey from a kid last year and replaced it with, like, a Bills one. You just don't get that stuff, like, after a game or, you know, sometime else in the season. So it's going to be very unfortunate that the fans, like you said, Dan, are going to miss out on that experience. A girl asked Josh Allen to prom last year. Like, I have, oh, yeah. I have hours and hours of video of players signing autographs. I remember being a kid in Rochester and waiting forever for Doug Flutie's autograph. Like, I just wanted the wrist tape of players. Like, I wasn't necessarily a big Bills fan, but you're around pro athletes. And, like, that's where my, you know, I'm kind of like, that sucks because that's that's what kids want is to be around pro athletes and to see them up close and personal. And there really aren't a ton more facilities that are better for training camp. I know it's a bold statement than Fisher because fans are right up close on them. Um, you know, a lot of other teams like the Eagles, they only, their training camps only open to the public like three or four times during training camp. And it's when they have them in the stadium. So like this was a unique environment that we're not going to get to see this year that I think Sean McDermott likes and I think he'll want to bring it back. I think the big story here is less mileage on Maniac's car and a lot more mileage on your car. That's the yes. new topic. So, Dan, obviously, I mean, it's going to be in Buffalo. Is the, is the Wham crew, are they going to be going, you know, the Bermuda Triangle of coverage just like they were last year? Or, I mean, am I going to have to get my guest bedroom ready for Fates? Or what's going on here? You might have to. I think I don't think that our coverage is going to stop at all. You know, we're still up there every Wednesday. I, I don't think that this is going to be. I mean, there is such, especially now that this team is has the expectations that it does. I think that if maybe 
that this was a projected five-win team and they were struggling to find a quarterback and they didn't have a number one wide receiver and their defense wasn't all of the pieces are together I've talked to numerous people around the league you know whether it's uh, Brian Baldinger I've talked to or I've talked to Benjamin Albright and they all say that like they're not just division contenders for the division title they are championship contenders and because of that I think that the hype around them and the desire for the content you guys probably know it anything that you guys do that's bills people eat up because they're uh, good for once no doubt it's 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 not even if they're good or good or bad i mean the content bills wise hands down is number one but no it's amplified oh. when they've all of a sudden become an odds-on favorite to win the division oh yeah and this is like you said now there's no saint saint john fisher is there are there gonna be fans you know that's another big topic like the like the biggest season in bills like obviously the past 20 years or whatever now we're talking there might not be fans week one it's it's that's a really sad again you know kind of talking about like it just doesn't seem fair you know the bills are gonna have what four primetime games they could be flexed into a fifth that they yep. may not have fans i mean if you think thursday night when the kansas city chiefs come to town and that there aren't fans at new era field will be a travesty yeah i i think that was the first like you have to have that place packed and more than any other sport, football will be affected the most by no crowd. I mean, this is a game that's built on emotions and, and, and energy. Yeah. Basketball, maybe a little bit, but like, what does a crowd really do in baseball with, you know, full count and bases loaded? It's, it's not that big of a deal. Basketball, maybe. Even hockey, yeah, game seven atmosphere for a hockey, you know, place. But like, I've always said, golf isn't going to mind a thing with no crowd because – Unless there's Tiger making a run in the, on Sunday, the crowd really doesn't affect it. You, you yeah. and I, and we all play golf with no crowd. It doesn't affect our game. But football, you know, I just think of Trey White pumping up the crowd, and I think of, you know, after a big sack by Jerry Hughes, like, what is that going to look like if there's no fans there to cheer? Yeah, oh, and speaking of golf, the only crowd is the foursome behind me and me just going way right. Just because um, I'm nervous. There's people behind me. Oh, no, I got to look good here. Scariest thing ever. Then when, when you get to the first tee and the guys are like, you play ahead. And you're like, hey, I'll just throw my ball and then I'll just go hit it in the fairway. I can't wait till with no fans and like football, if it happens, you see people like trying to get the crowd pumped up that's not there. Like that would be the ultimate move, I think. And I know that they're, you know, the most ultimate competitors and that once they get in between those lines, it's going to be different. But just the the viewing experience I think will also be completely different because you're just not going to have, I don't know. They've talked about pumping in crowd noise. I'm all for it because why not? Like I, I hope that some things change, but we don't even know whether or not we're going to be able to cover games, whether or not we're going to be able to go on the road to cover games. What is the protocol going to be for us? Are we yeah. going to get temperature checks? Are we going to be tested? You know, like we're going to be, you know, when we have media scrums at training camp, you know, maniac, you know it, you're up close and personal with the people. You know, like this, how is all this going to work out? I, I really don't know. And that we may not know until training camps actually open up because everything, hey, every week it changes. We see progress though. We see Las Vegas open today. The dancers are wearing face shields. Amazing. There's, there are ways that we can figure this out and somehow get fans in the stands in September, hopefully for NFL teams and games. Absolutely. So, I, can't, I can't believe that Vegas is open. It, it is incredible. I feel like I'm watching another planet when I see videos of those casinos. 
I just am blown away by like the first thing I thought of that should close. Like when there was like lingerings of all of this coronavirus and I was like, you know what? I'm probably not going to go to the casino this morning. Cause like, I just, you know, just to be safe, pregnant wife at home. And then like to see it now opening back up. And like, when you think about it, there aren't necessarily the, um, let's, how do I phrase this? There aren't exactly marathon runners at casinos or, nope. um, so to see them and then to be like touching chips and touching cards. There's almost no venue where people are closer and continuously touching the same thing. Right. Over and over. It's, like, it's pretty crazy. Like I had the same exact thought when it was happening. I mean, I could go like look for the tweet or whatever, but I'm like, it seems really odd that with like contagious stuff going around, casinos are still open. Like definitely it was stuck out like a sore thumb. Like, honestly, that video, other than the dancers wearing face shields, you'd think that's a typical Thursday yep. in Vegas. It was packed. There didn't seem any difference whatsoever. I couldn't believe it. And they didn't have, like, I, I know they're talking about at Buff Creek doing, like, yeah, shields for, like, poker and, like, roulette. I mean, wide open. Wide open. You know when you, like, don't hit 16 and someone gets, like, upset with you? Like, that's going to be so much worse with the dividers. Like, they're going to be like, are you serious? Like, open the divider? <laughs> well, that's I, – I went to order food the other day, and they had, like, a shield. And then I saw people, like, talking to the – like, the person the cash register, like, around the shield. Oh, brutal. Like, brutal. Like, what are you doing? They can hear you through – I don't know. Like, it's just, just – it's a weird time. I miss sports. I miss gambling on sports. I miss – you know, I've, I have bet more on NASCAR in the last three weeks than I ever thought I would gamble on NASCAR. Really quick, I'm just thinking about this for the first time. We're going to get back to the NASCAR in just a minute because we're obviously a lot of gambling talk coming up. The NFL team, so I'm thinking about two teams on the sideline of, of 60 to 70 people. Same thing with college football. I feel like post-game handshakes and everything are done, combining these two groups of 70 people into, like, you know, one. I mean, I feel like that's done. I feel like it's going to be a wave and into the locker room, honestly. Now that I'm just thinking about that for the first time. I just I, – I don't know how sports are going to look. I don't. Like, yeah. and that, that's a weird thing to say when we've watched sports our entire lives and to be like, this is going to be different. Like, I was thinking about, like, not to go like back, like, I'm going to tell my daughter, like, this was so weird and you had no idea that, like, we – would spit sunflower seeds and high five and you know like i i don't know it's crazy i was telling i was just i mean again we're gonna get back to the nascar we don't want to get too far away from that turn and left but yeah like shaking hands like you basically shook hands with just anybody to like show anybody. respect you know oh this is so and so oh hey how you doing? you're not gonna shake hands unless you're closing like a monster business deal or it's like someone that you like super respect and are seeing like for the first time handshaking is done I can't remember the last time I shook a hand or gave a hug. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Unless, unless like you're going to shake hands and there's going to be like a sanitizer guy that's like ready to like, I don't know. Yeah. Shaking hands though. hundred percent out the window. It's sad. How, how have the NASCAR bets been going? Pretty solid, man. I got a buddy that has a buddy that is a NASCAR fan. So he knew kind of what to do. And I didn't know in NASCAR, you can just bet one driver will finish ahead of another driver. Like, oh, I, you got to be able to bet that. So it's like we've been betting Jimmy Johnson to beat Curly, Larry, and Moe, three drivers that we don't know. And we're like, the vet will just get, a, get the job done. 
That's and a sharp play. We've been going like <laughs> we've been going like three and one on like every race. So three it's been one, pretty okay. nice. You're just getting you're getting money line on on Jimmy Johnson versus Joe, Larry and Curly and Mo. Minus one twenty, minus one forty. All right. So Some I'll good take juice it. on those. Yeah, I mean you'll take that with Jimmy J. Yeah. No, anything else? Bundesliga. Have you been touching anything else? A little bit of Bundesliga. My brother's a diehard uh, English soccer fan. Soccer fan in general. So. I have always uh, deciphered everything to him. When all of a sudden I started seeing soccer come back, he was the first one to be like, hey, by the way, you should bet this team, this team, and this team. And I was like, I don't even know what these teams are. All I care about is being able to watch. I have a really hard problem with gambling on games that I can't see. Like, I can only follow on the phone so much. Like, I will bet anything if it's on Fox Sports 1 or some game that I can find. All right. No? Can I give the a frustrating thing about the phone bet is you're like, there's no way this is happening. There's no way this is happening. Whereas when you see that team, you're like, I can't believe that happened. You feel like you're getting cheated. Yep, yep. Wait, wait, maniac, show, show fates how, what you do with the phone. No, I do. I, all I do is like when I'm looking at it, I'll like, I'll, I'll like refresh it and I'll like cover it and then I'll reveal it. So it's not like all at once. Like I don't like getting the all at once. Yeah. That's, that's just that's well, how all about, it is. How about the late night play? And then oh, you, don't even get me started on the late night play. You wake up and it's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, is my day going to be great? Oh, it really is whether your day is going to be great or not. I mean, two things on that, Dan and Maniac. I hate betting like 10 p.m., 11 p.m. games on work nights. I hate it. Because typically my body, like I'm falling asleep at 11, but it knows I'm betting. So I wake up at 1230 and I'm looking again and I'm seeing this. So it's like, I hate. A rule of thumb of me is no bets after like 9, 10 p.m. Like that's just, I can't. I My one can't. set of friends loves betting the first quarter in the, uh, in the 1030 yeah. NBA slots. Oh, that's that see, way it's like, it's like a little good night, like tuck me in. Yeah, see, that's where, that's where this whole like real degeneracy for me started was like I would bet like my buddy had a bookie in college. So we would bet like $1 parlays. We'd try and hit 10 games to win like 10 bucks. Like it was really little like – and then it kind of just kept progressing. Like, it'd be the biggest joke. would be like, hey, what are you doing tonight? You're like, I don't know. The Knicks are playing. They were on TV, and the over is like 213, so we're betting it. I've got a 30 rack. Let's just watch it. And that's how it kind of spun out. But then when I started working in the industry, and I would work, my normal hours are 3 p.m. to midnight, and then I would come home, and I couldn't just go right to bed. So I'd, I'd need to find a way to kind of just unwind. Yeah. And then that's when the, always the West Coast games would be on. So there'd be like Gonzaga versus Sacramento in college basketball on ESPNU. And I'd be like, well, I can't just watch this game. I need to have something on it for yeah. me to find it interesting. So that's when all of a sudden the degeneracy of like, well, I have, this game's on, I have to bet. Gonzaga minus nine, second half. I mean, come on, that's a lock. Like, and then I'm like, follow, I'm trying to find odds of like, and then, then I'm crunching numbers. Like I'm an accountant of like, oh, this team has really good margins in the first half and this team isn't. And we all have like our, bs excel spreadsheet where we're like this is this this makes sense in my head no i i used to i used to be a number cruncher i know al is a big number cruncher but i would say my betting form for the past couple of years has like 
It's like in Star Wars when, he, when he's going down the Death Star trench and he, and he puts his targeting computer away and they're like, dude, you put your targeting computer away. He's like, don't worry, I got it. Like, like that, I, I just, I, I'm not going to stress it. Like, like, you can literally look up 50 sides to leverage each play. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you want the info that says that your play is the right play, you can find it if you look hard enough. But, they, but at the end of the day, I mean, you got to just have faith in the side yeah. you're picking. No doubt. Oh, no, did he freeze? Oh no, he froze. Oh no, he okay. unfroze. Oh, oh, yeah! yeah let's go. go. All right, so this real guy, quick, I was, I was like, I know I'm boring, but come on. No, Maniac, that was the best explanation I have ever heard. Of like, no, nah, I don't need this computer. I got this. Just trust my gut here. It's like, more fun. Like you, you worry less. You, it's it's like you could go eat, or you could like look at all the calories and everything. Like just eat, just go eat. Oh, yeah. High school, college days for me was literally trying to figure out, like, way, way too many wasted hours of research. Like, just insane. And I don't do that anymore. It's like, I agree. Definitely go with the gut. Another take that people don't like is I actually enjoy not watching the games. I know it sounds crazy. I would, I would rather get the updates on my phone than stress and have a heart attack nonstop for two and a half hours. And it's, it's been great over the past year doing that. It's funny because I, I have now – I try and think I'm a sharp. Like, I'll, I'll do that. Like, have you, ever, have you ever talked yourself into being like, I'm a pro? Like, <laughs> Have we ever? Have like, we ever? I'm on, like, my ninth run. I'm on my ninth run as a sharp. Where you're like, oh, they want me to bet this, so I'm absolutely going to bet this. Like, I'm going to bet the opposite of what everybody thinks because they think that I think that they're <laughs> going to get this. And you're like – and then you bet it, and you're like, that was so stupid. Yep. There's nothing worse than that. Oh, yeah. When you bet against yourself because it seems like the play they're trying to trap you into, yeah, it's a bummer. And I remember you guys were joking around. We were talking about it earlier, like, how much can we talk about degeneracy with my wife and stuff like that? I, I just can't get her to understand spreads. I've worked real hard. I, I, I don't know how to get her to understand that the team that I'm betting could lose, but I could win. I, I, I've spent a long time. It, it is hard. Like, obviously, you're like, do whatever the sign says with the number. They could also change it. They could say, the, like, the favorite by, like, whatever the point is, the underdog within, like, if they really wanted to make it, like, transparent. But, yeah, obviously, that's a – don't even get me started on Asian lines. I mean, that's a whole other thing. You ever, you ever experimented in that playground, Dan? No, what is that? That's oh. in, like, soccer and stuff. So they have these lines, like, 3.25 over under. So then if you bet the over or something and it, and it's a four, like, so the total goes to four on a 3.25, you win half your bet. If it goes to three, you lose half your bet. So it's like a way like where if you're almost unsure of your betting, like it's like, you know, it's kind of like a cautious betting, but if you're super confident, if you're like, I know it's going to go over 3.25, like by a ton, you would obviously unload because even if it went to three, you would only lose half your bet. Wait, are you uh, sure it's only half on a 3.25? That, that, that's, the, that's their, that's their whole, uh, it might be a 3.75. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's so, it. Yeah, yeah. That's so, it. so it works a little differently. There are 3.25s and 3.75s. Wow. So that just shows you. I'm trying to like explain it and even I don't have all the details locked down. But yeah, I mean, anyone who's ever bet or ever gone on a true degenerate tear has been burned oh. by, by an Asian line. Oh, and, you're, and you're, your first time you, that happens to you, you're on like 1-800-727. Hey, I, I, well, I, how did I win this uh, bet? Uh, guy, the site's wrong. The site's <laughs> wrong. 
Oh, and like I said, my wife's a math teacher. So I'm like, just add 13 to the team that lost by 10 and I won. No, you, you didn't. Your team, no, I won. We're, we're going to go out wait, to dinner tonight. We're, we won. Wait till you explain to her that like a favorite is minus 350 and an underdog is plus 225. <laughs> Baby steps. Dan, what's your favorite bet? Any over. Oh, any over or my degeneracy is the no run first inning of a baseball game. Love that. So, yeah. you know, I, so I'm an under guy. All I do is hit unders. And, and by then, the way, unders are amazing not to watch. They're the best bet not to watch. And maybe that's why. Yes. Maybe yeah. that's why. Nothing yeah. good about watching under. Like, you can enjoy it. But if you're watching under, you're getting scored on. It's almost like comical. Like, you know, like you got an under in a football game, college football. They go 75 yards to the house. You're just like, well, that's fun. If you're betting unders, you're rooting for, like, especially in basketball, you're rooting for, like, shot clock violations and yep. turnovers. And bricks. And, Dan, what do I think? I'm a sharp betting the under. Dan's Virginia. Dan loves Virginia basketball, the kings of the unders. Nothing better than Virginia working it around, around the key. Miss, offensive board, kick it back out. Let's cycle it again. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but about – Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got, I got yeah. the entire state of Virginia to hate me. Um, oh, yes, that was amazing. Yep. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was something. I had never pissed off an entire state before by saying that their basketball team was no fun because I've officially blacklisted Virginia from my betting lines because anytime, anytime I see a baseball game that the over-under is six and a half, I bet it. I bet the over. And anytime I see a basketball game that's below 120, I feel the need to bet the over. Because I just like, how is there a, how is there a basketball game that doesn't go over 120 points? Mm-hmm. And I have I've lost my mind watching Virginia. And I had, I'm very vocal about how I hate Virginia, how I hate they're bad for college basketball. And apparently one tweet hit way too close to home. And um, I had Kyle Guy quoting me. Yeah, that was incredible. I Kai mean, Jerome. Like yeah. they, they really don't like me. Yeah, that was something incredible to see. I was, 2019 was. tournament, I, it was like the Sweet 16. I'm like, Virginia, four and a half to one to win the tournament. Like, they only got to win four games. They'll be favored at all of them. I'm like, oh, this is such a great bet. Like, I'm so savvy making this bet. It ended up winning, but that Virginia tournament run was basically the most painful thing that ever happened. Like, every single game they were losing with 15 seconds to go. It was, like, awful. So you had Virginia winning it all. I had Virginia winning the tournament at going into the Sweet 16. I didn't pick it at the start of the tournament, which yeah. would have been like eight to one or something or nine to one. I got it at four and a half to one as of the Sweet 16, and it was just like what ridiculous. a ride! That's, oh, that's ridiculous! You always that you always tell everybody. Like when I, I look have- back at like some of the games, like there was like possessions where they were down like four with 15 seconds to go, and they were like dribbling it around. I'm like, what the hell is going on? How did I ever win this game? I, the tie, we, we the one where they tied it, where the ball got kicked all the way out to half court, and he passed it. He passed it from half court with two seconds left instead of, like, shooting it, which is, like, the normal play. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, the run was incredible. So, like, it was a great bet that I won, but I didn't even get to enjoy, like, a minute of it. I – that's very well that's said. Like, seriously, I did not get to have any fun the entire bet except when I won. I had per, – I think that was the Purdue game. Yep, the they, Purdue, Purdue they definitely should have lost. So I had Purdue money line, hammered it, and then I had Purdue like plus the four or five. So I lost the money line, but I think they ended up covering. But it still felt like a loss because that should have been an outright winner. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Most definitely. Nothing worse than when you've already calculated that win. Oh. Feels like a triple loss. <laughs> so, hey, Dan, have you been to uh, Del Lago? I go to Del Lago quite often. How's I go that? to Del Lago. How about this for you? I go to Del Lago so often that I had dealers at the casino sending me baby gifts. Okay. This is get me to Del Lago with Uncle High, high Roller Fates. How, I would, uh, the poker room, they're just very nice there. I highly recommend their poker room. One of the best. Uh, I've been to Turning Stone. I've played at Seneca. Um, but I, I really enjoy Del Lago's poker room. Now, that sports book at Del Lago looks beautiful. I still haven't been. I've got to get there. Very, I, I can't say enough good things about Del Lago. I've stayed there. Um, nice hotel. This isn't a plug. I'm not sponsored by them. I wish I was. But uh, it's nice. Yeah, I'm very excited. Obviously, we're all excited for Buffalo Creek to open back up. But still, still a little underwhelmed by that sports book, Al. I mean, I get it. I get it. But oh my I mean, God. when you compare it with any other sports book, it's not really like a sports book. I mean, Buff Creek sports book. Look, I, I'd much rather go to Erie or Del Lago. Oh, definitely. I'd, I'd much rather drive the extra, actually, whatever, hour and a half just to have a good time watching sports. No doubt. I mean, that, that, and, and you smell like a cigarette. Easily. That's it's it. Terrible. You you crushed it. Del Lago. No smoking. Oh my. Yeah, that would be huge. That's huge. So that's that's a big plus for me because uh, the wife was never happy having to wash the clothes that smelled like an ashtray. And I was like, hey, now I don't even smell like anything. Now oh, we're yeah. good. Back in February, it got to the point where I had an extra hoodie in the back of my car yeah. that I just I take off my clothes, hoodie on, go in, hoodie off when I get back to the car. That's what it comes down to. That's how bad it smells. You walk in, you park at the Buff Creek, you open the door to go towards the elevators or walk down the staircase, you already start to smell it. It's that yep. bad and that potent. I, I, I've never understood it because I've been to other casinos that obviously smoking is allowed and you never smell that bad. So I don't know. But final question for you guys about gambling. What are you guys most excited about returning when it comes to sports for gambling? Oof. Uh, probably think, baseball it's so plentiful I, I get I'm excited for the football games I'm excited for UB football I'm excited for the Buffalo Bills I'm a little bit more excited for those two teams than the sports of betting overall for those but baseball is like your bread and butter I mean that's what typically gets you through these tough summer months and everything so very excited for some plentiful baseball action we could have a couple like days worth of double headers if they could ever agree on these deals so hopefully baseball gets things done I think I'm just excited to, to sweat something out again. I just need to live. I need to feel something again. I think that's it. I think I just need to know, like, okay, LeBron's playing 8 o'clock. I know that's what I'm going to be doing, and this is what I'm going to be watching. Um, so something like that. I just I, – because, like, I've upped my bets on NASCAR because it's like I just want to feel something. I just want to feel – No, that anything to feel – let me know if you're interested. We'll, we can do heads or tails over FaceTime. Um, yeah. Seriously, you got Zell? What's Zell? Okay. That's, that's, it's that's for Sharps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's for Sharps. Um, what else we got here? Sports? Let me think. Oh, for me, NHL playoffs. Give me the NHL playoffs. That is hands down what I am most excited for. Um, definitely one. It's, it's my favorite playoff, no doubt, out of all the four major sports. March Madness, I'll put above that, which was devastating to not have this year. But definitely most excited about NHL playoffs. And this year specifically, even more because I have a Colorado Avalanche future. And that's, that's all I want. Give me the NHL playoffs. And that Avalanche future was back in uh, October. 
So at the beginning of the season, they were so banged up in February. Now they're healthy. Just get me that. That's what I want. Is it a little upsetting to know that 24 teams made the playoffs and the Sabres still couldn't do it? A little oh. upsetting? Oh, ask Maniac. It's worse than the Bills playoff drought for sure. Yeah, it, it is. It's not even a debate anymore. I mean, it was a discussion like a year or two ago. I get it. But, I mean, now you're one year away from the longest modern drought in NHL playoff history. I mean, you have Jack Eichel. You have Rasmus Dahlin. You have Sam Reinhart. You have Jeff Skinner. There's just no excuse for it. It's very sad. Hopefully, Mary, like, Hail Mary shot that, you know, Botterill is somehow doing what Bean did in 2018, but that does not seem to be the case. It was very clear-cut when Bean was doing it in 2018. A lot of analytical people for the Sabres are pointing out that it's not at all the same situation. So it's just demoralizing. Thanks and for bringing it, it up, Dan. Yeah, sorry. I guess we'll, we'll move <laughs> on. But, like, it's – like, and it's not like they just are missing out, like – they're not – I know they're just missing out on the 2014, but, like, they're not even close. Not even close. To looking like a playoff team. So, I don't know. They have no resiliency. When the going gets tough, the Sabres get going, and that's the sad thing right now for sure. All right, real quick. NBA uh, recently approved a return plan. 29 to 1 vote. I'd love to know who voted against it. Um, Portland. Uh, was it, oh, that's right, because, yeah, Lillard was talking about he didn't want to play. That's right. It was Portland. Portland, there we go. But well, if I'm, Lillard doesn't want to play, Portland is voting however Lillard wants. Yeah. I, it should have been the Knicks. Like, that would have just been so fitting for Dolan <laughs> to say no. Biggest storyline to me, Kyrie, KD, and the Nets are back in it. Like, Durant, I could easily see I, them making the Eastern Conference Finals now. I was just going to bring that up. Those Durant and Nets playoff odds are adjusting big time. Insane. Yep. And you talk about, you talk about the Nets. Now you talk about Zion and the Pelicans. Yeah who, I mean, talk about public betters every night. I remember, Maniac, that first night we hammered the Spurs. I'm pretty sure we got the, we got the green there. But, oh, my gosh, Dan, Zion's debut, pounding the Spurs plus, uh, plus three four and, on the road. Like plus three and a half, yeah. Plus three, yeah, plus two plus four, whatever. They were dominating the entire game, the Spurs. And then Zion just goes on that tear of, like, yes. 19 straight points. And I literally, it was surreal. That was honestly a surreal gambling moment. Yep. See, that's something that betters, if you've never gambled on a game, you just don't know that feeling of watching the first six minutes of a game and being like, this game's over, I've already lost. You're, you're, you're already upset. You're cracking like your second beer, being like, I've already punted that money away. And then you have the, the, the converse side of like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is coming back. Like I, I, might, I might have a chance at this. Or like just the roller coaster. Betting people won't understand that, but – Talking about, like, the NBA coming back, we talked about the NHL coming back. Why can't the MLB just figure this out? I mean. I, that, that, I, that sport is done. If they literally don't come back this year because of, obviously, yeah, you got the owners, you got the players that want their money too. It's already a sport that, Dan, I know, I know obviously you're a big Braves fan. It's already a sport that's on the decline. Like, big time. Obviously, you have your diehard people that love baseball, that will live and die it every day. They'll watch the 1 p.m.s on a Saturday and Sunday when it's beautiful and 80, 80 degrees and sunny outside. But that sport is 100% going like this. And if they can't come back this year and the, and the NHL and the NBA playoffs come back and their seasons are rounding up for the next – it's going to be a very, very bad luck. 
I'm, I'm the type of guy that can watch a baseball game, throw away the remote. I, I have the extra innings package. I love watching the Braves. I grew, you know, that was it. I played college baseball, all of those things. But like, I can be firsthand to be like, they can't get out of their own way, whether it was the review process, whether it was one thing or another. And the proposal of the only thing that would make sense, and I'm on the player side here, that if we agreed to prorate our contracts to the number of games played and we agreed with that before this whole thing started. And now you're coming back saying we want to do take more money from you. No, we agreed on saying so. So we already agreed on something and now you want to go back on it again. That's one thing that upsets me. And what baseball needs now more than ever would be a 50 game season. I know that's not what the players want because they want the more games, the more money they're going to get paid, but a 50 game season, Every single game would be so intense. Yeah. That's what this would need because 162 is way too boring for 90% of the sports world. Yep. And so imagine a five game losing streak or getting swept. Being Every active. game is a series. Every game is an entire series. Basically. Yeah. I would be, I think, I think that would be the best thing for baseball in centuries. Like just like, that's what they would absolutely need to try and bring some excitement back to the game. And you're, Completely right, Al. The fact that the NHL and the NBA and soccer and everybody else is figuring this out and baseball can't get out of the way because millionaires are complaining with billionaires is just asinine and just so frustrating for a guy that, like, we should be watching baseball. Like, how come, you know, I know it's different health conditions. I'm not trying to get into that, but, like, I'm staying up to watch, you know, the Korean Baseball League to watch the Dinos play because I've got the over. Like, I, I just need baseball and it should be, it shouldn't be this hard. Shouldn't be this hard. Couldn't have said it better myself, Dan. That's what she said. Hey, shush. Sorry. Right. When you, well, I, I was going to say it? when Dan said it, but then you said it. I had to double it. I tried because I knew you were, I was trying to interfere. I was trying to run interference to you. Do I sense a little weather coming in? Uh, don't cancel my music on main tonight. Cause I'm heading out of here soon. Okay. Well, it might not be affecting main street. But we have got lightning coming in. It is the lightning round. Dan, we're going to run through some uh, kind of like a gambling gauntlet here. A lot of futures up in the air as gambling looks to return in the main uh, for American sports. So we will run through some lines that we're interested in. No NASCAR, unfortunately. So if you've got your guy on speed dial, don't worry about him. But are you and Al ready to run this lightning round presented by, again, Pazda Electric, a residential and commercial company that can handle any project, 716-698-2711. Are we ready, gentlemen? Ready. Faces okay. Fine. The first category up, we're going we're gonna to start in the NHL. We're going to start with the Eastern Conference. Okay, so right now, for that situation, we have the top odds, Boston Bruins, Tampa Bay Lightning at 3-1. to one. Flyers at five to one, Capitals at five to one. You guys got any picks there? Anything in the uh, Eastern Conference for the NHL? You go first, Al. Uh, continue to fade the Lightning for sure. Uh, I, I just I, I can never back that team again when it comes to the playoffs. I I lean there. I might go Philly. Yeah, like Philly's sneaky at five at five to one. There they were they were a team that was getting extremely hot uh, before this virus hit. Oh my God! Why can't I think of that goalie's name? He went off. He was, Hart. Yes. Oh my yeah. God, Hart. Yeah, he's a young disgusting. hot goalie. You need that hot goalie. You get that hot goalie in the playoffs like that. I I take the Flyers at five to one. I like the Caps too at five to one. Like you were saying, a little bit of championship pedigree uh, there. I I think that 
especially as Ovechkin's getting up there in age. Uh, just you get that leadership. I, I'm always – I like that. This could be Ovechkin's last stand. I mean, he's still scoring at a crazy rate. This could be the last year where they really get him at, like, at a 40, 50-goal pace for sure. Okay, we're going to move on. We are going into the NBA Finals. Oh, oh sorry, no, Western Conference. I'm, I'm jumping the gun. Western Conference. Right now, Al's Vegas Golden Knights just barely edging out his Colorado Avalanche. Golden Knights at 3-1, to one, Avalanche at 3.5-1. to one. You have the Blues at 4-1, to one, Stars at 6-1, to one, and then Connor McDavid's Oilers, the first team in double digits at 11-1. to one. Gentlemen, anything you like there out west in the NHL? Let's start. Let's start with Dan this time, since Al went first, and I know where Al's going on his answer. I think I'm a little biased here, probably just like Al's going to be with his. But I know a couple people that are from the area that I like the Golden Knights. They got this guy Jack Dugan. He's a Rochester kid. He uh, just signed with them, and I think it'd be really, I think it'd be really cool to have your first game be in the NHL playoffs. So I'm going to root for a little bit for Jack Dugan. And the Knights, I like that team. Went through the coaching change already. I think that this gives them a little bit of time to settle in. I'll take Knights. Oh, my God, the Avalanche. Are you This team, you have a double goalie, two-headed monster with Francois Grubauer. They're both healthy now. So you could literally go every night, switch, stick with the hot hand, and they were so unhealthy back in February and March, and they were still winning games. I mean, you had Kadri who was banged up. Their entire defense was banged up. Everyone's back. That whole team's healthy. If that team's healthy at three and a half to one, I'm sticking with them and riding the whole way out. Odds for the NBA Finals have gone down in the last three hours. So I don't know if anything's happening there. Obviously, you have the news that they're going to be playing in Orlando. Top odds for there were the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Bucks. obviously. They were all below seven to one. Uh, but let's go to the MLB. We were talking about the MLB. We got – it's very tight up top there, too. For the World Series, you only have three teams at less than 10 to 1. It's the teams that have dominated as of late. Astros at 3.75 to 1. Yankees at 4 to 1. And then the Astros at 6.5 to 1. But Dan's Braves at 4, 13 to 1. What are we thinking, boys? Wait, Dan, did, did you – wait, wait, sorry. Did I miss that? Who was first and who was third? Sorry. D- Dodgers, Dodgers first, Yankees second, Astros third. Oh, gotcha. I think that one of the best things that happened to the Astros was the virus. Because uh, they, they got beyond lucky. They were getting, so they were getting crushed. How great was Twitter when you would see the videos of those players, like, you know, walking on the field? Anything that was seems just, like forever ago. I know. It's sad. Like when pitchers and catchers reported, you'd see the videos of the Astros players getting demolished. Like Altuve walking up the runway, and they yep. would just be drilling him about cheating. And now no one thinks about it anymore, but the Astros are still cheaters. I mean, for me, this is kind of like – I'm biased once again. I'm a Yankees fan. So, I mean, I'm clearly not going Astros. I cannot still see that team. And once again, they'll make out like a bandit if fans aren't allowed at games. If yep. fans are not allowed at games, the Astros are a value play. Yeah, I like – it's funny. My heart tells me – that the Braves will be in a drought for three years after that game five first inning against the Cardinals. Uh, um, That'll be a tough one for me to get over for a very long time. And I think that can spiral you into a drought. I I really think that that – because every time you see the Braves play this year, they're going to talk about the first inning and they're going to say, oh, remember the first inning and remember the first inning. But 
at four to one, I think that there is some money there. I think that with Acuna and that young team, if they can try and spin that into things are great, uh, that would be awesome. Um, and I will take the under on the Angels because I just think that the Angels are another cursed team that I don't care how many players they get. I will always think that the Angels will stink. Angels are somehow 33 to one with Rendon, Trout, and as of right now, a healthy pool. So that's kind of, yep. I think that's kind of shocking. Yep. But yeah, that's a sharp play by our Dan going on the under for the Angels. Under okay, Angels. let's roll into some NFL action before we round it out. Got some opening week lines. Let's start with the NFL opener. Chiefs minus 10 hosting the NFL's favorite GM, Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans. Absolutely. Chiefs minus 10. I'll lay the points with Mahomes. Minus 10? I'll lay, I'll lay it. I'll lay it. I, I, that's so tough for me. With what Bill O'Brien has done there, Bill O'Brien doesn't deserve to have Deshaun Watson as his quarterback. Deshaun Watson is so good and that he's going to be ruined and scarred and he will never reach his full potential because of Bill O'Brien is not only his head coach but also his GM and will get rid of DeAndre Hopkins and, and everything like that. Give me the Chiefs coming back off that Super Bowl win. I can't lay 10 opening night. Uh, tease yeah. it? Tease it with the over? No. I'll, I'll tease the under. Oh, my gosh. I'll go. Playing with fire against Mahomes. Bet, betting against Mahomes and the under. I'll, I'll go Texans plus 16 and a half and whatever the under is. Oh, my. Okay. Rolling. Kansas City, right? Wait, no. I said Texans plus 16 and a half. Right, right but it's in Kansas City. Yeah, 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 in Kansas City, yeah. Yeah, give me, give me minus 10. No fans. Remember that. Dan just loves the idea of a tomahawk chop. That's all he's going for. He just for wants on to hammer, yeah. hammer. Okay, we've got our Bills taking on the Jets. Do you guys know this slide yet? Uh, Bills minus two and a half, three, something like that. Yeah, Isn't it so small? You got, Dan, you got a guess? I, I thought it was three. I'm in shock. I mean, right now, the Buff Creek app, six portal, six and a half. That's a ton of points. That's a ton of points for opening day, divisional okay. game. I'm hey, listen. If I'm not against a I'm team not, that doesn't have much worse playoff odds than you, if I am not a Bills fan, all over six and a half plus underdog, no doubt. I would but never lay. I would never York, that. Right? No, they're playing in Buffalo. Oh, I thought they who, can, who can forget when the 2017 Bills were were minus seven and a half on opening day, Al hosting the Jets. <laughs> Well, I mean, the Bills the Bills have opened up against the Jets three out of four times, three out of the last, yeah, three three out of the last four years. NFL schedulers suck, dude. The only thing was uh, the Peterman started in the rainy game against Bal- in Baltimore. Yeah. Oh, don't give me yeah, maniac. You mean the we'll monsoon? Never... You mean the monsoon that I wore a uh, that I wore a Bills vintage sweatshirt for? So it was just like weighing thirty pounds on me as we were down forty-two to nothing. And D- yeah, didn't Anquan Bolden throw out the first pitch? And, no, Anquan Bolden got announced as, like, the honorary captain for the uh, Ravens. And then when the Ravens scored on their first drive, they played the actual shout song in its entirety for the entire commercial break, four minutes long. Al was on Shred and Reagan the next day talking about it. Wow. Yep. Quite an experience. Quite an experience. Shout out Grandma Mora's Bill's Home Opener tailgate. With fans 
I'll take this. I'll lay the points. No fans. I'll take the points. Okay. Dan, got to ask you, when it comes to the, the Bills, I mean, are you betting those games? Are you betting the Bills? Do you ever bet against the Bills? How does it how, – okay, so you are. You're doing both. Yeah, the, right. best, the, best, the best story I have for, for betting games is you do kind of get to see the weather, like kind of in like the field. And I'll never forget the snow game against the Colts. It was going to be Peterman versus Brissett. And that was like before Brissett. And the over-under was like 40 and 39 something like that it was it was pretty low and I was like I love the under a rare time where I liked the under and then I walked out to the stadium and I couldn't see from walking out of the tunnel I couldn't see like the the goalpost mm-hmm. and I walked back into the media room got my phone texted my friend and said put another lot more on the under and he goes it's all the way down to 37 and I said we're good keep putting more on the under and it was like the fun it was that was like the classic one of like yeah i don't think you're seeing how bad it's snowing here like well, that's a that's a tough move with that much line movement what was yeah. the final score in that game it was 10 10 16 to 10 16 yeah 16 10, 10 okay. yep okay never forget adam vinatieri missing a 42 yard field goal at the gun technically sent the bills to the playoffs well no it was also it was the the Colts were going to win it on the two-point conversion play. Yeah. And Micah Hyde faked pass interference, <laughs> got the call. And I remember asking him in the locker room after the game, like, what was that like? And he's like, oh, I deserve an Oscar. Like, he goes, they've run that play before, so I was just going to fall. And yeah. I was like, oh that's amazing. Oh, my God. It's great scouting by our Micah Hyde. Staying in football, staying with a Bills sentiment. Tom Brady, now in Tampa, over, under. 4,300.5 yards. So essentially that's clocking him in at about 265-ish yards per game. I mean, the Tampa Bay offense, he's got to get that, right? I think so. I'm not going to be one to bet against Tom Brady. And that was one of the guys, you know, obviously I know Josh Allen is right now the odds betting favorite for MVP, for the dark horse, for the guys that he's received the most – Yep. Most action for his odds. Um, he's in like I, the high teens, isn't he? Yeah, so he's, he's yeah. received like 24% of the votes right now, the bets, yeah. for, for uh, MVP. Wow. And I thought another guy that you would want to lay a little bit of money on is, is Tom Brady. And I, the only reason I say that is because when all the Spygate stuff went down and when all the Deflategate went down, he came out and just wanted to burn the place to the ground. And I think he wants to really show that he doesn't need Bill Belichick that it was the team's yeah. fault last year, that it wasn't him, and all of those things. And I just would hate to bet against an angry Tom Brady, as Charles Barkley learned when he was talking smack into his ear, and then Brady holds out. What a turn of events that was. Brady was just getting shredded on Twitter. Absurd. crushed, and all of a sudden he just holds out from like 160 yards out. Suck on that, Chuck, was the best. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I got to okay. go over. I got to go over too. Um, in a division where you got to go against what Teddy Bridgewater twice, Matty Ice, Drew Brees. That's six games of high-scoring football. A lot of yards in those games. Warmer weather. He's not going to deal with bullshit New England weather. Buffalo, New York, late from like what week thirteen on. 
So, yeah, I think right there, if you're betting that, you got to go over, in my opinion. I like Tampa Bay has a great defense. They played games in the 30s all season long. I think that's yep. what they'll want to play again. And I think two tight end sets, Godwin, Mike Evans, I think he's got a lot of weapons. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, definitely Arians, Leftwich, they're going to be airing it out. Again, I think I agree. I think the over 4,300.5 is a good bet. And last but not least in this lightning round, brought to you by Paz Electric, we have – a golf tournament unlike any other. We have the Masters slated for November 12th. Tiger, 14 to 1 right now. Can you, name, can you guys team up to name the four players currently ahead of Eldrick Woods odds-wise? Kepka. Yep, Kepka's one for one. Rory. Yep, two for two. That's one and four odds-wise. So now you need Justin, two and three. Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas is third. And this is kind of a, a little bit of a dark horse name, but, I mean, obviously golf fans are familiar with him. He's at 11 to 1. Wouldn't be like Matsuyama, would it? Not Matsuyama. Let's see where he is. Gary Woodland? No Woodland. You got, uh, you got Burz's Shoufley at, at 22 to 1. Fowler at 33 to 1. Matsuyama at 33 to 1. You got Patrick Cantlay at twenty-two to one. Dustin about, Johnson is is the fifth best odds. Or sorry, what about the Patrick sixth. Reed? Patrick Reed is top ten, but he's twenty-five to one. Justin Rose. Justin Rose is top fifteen. He's twenty-eight to one. The player we're missing right now is John Rahm at eleven wow. to one. So he is the second best odds. So Al, I'll I'm going to start with you because you were so into it last year i've had not to upstage you dan but so into your boy tiger last year al are you rolling with him again at 14 to 1 i mean how can you not i mean he's what makes you know watching it is a golf. lot of fun it's more I mean, fun oh i'm telling you right now like that weekend last year from thursday to sunday might have been one of the best sporting events of my lifetime like in general like i'm talking bills games sabers games any sport, any event, it has to be top three, top four. Like, I'll never forget where I was. I'll never – like, my, just my dad. My bro, like, my dad was almost in tears. He's giving me a huge hug. Like, we're going nuts. Get in the hole. 100%. Tiger Woods, you got to roll with Tiger again. But do I think he wins it back-to-back? That's, that's stretching. When he, when, what was the space? In, like, he won a major then and took him that long to win the Masters? It's – I mean, it's a – I don't think he wins it again, but I'll definitely roll with him. You talk about, like, I mean, that's amazing to have money on it. I didn't have money on it, but I just remember, like, telling my wife, like, Sunday morning, like, we're not doing anything. I'm not doing chores. I'm watching Tiger because he's, you know, in the final pairing. Like, this yep. is all that I care about. And her not understanding, and I just was like, this is insane. Like, you don't understand. Like, this is insane. And then she didn't care until they showed – the picture of Tiger hugging his dad and then Tiger hugging Charlie. And he, and my, my wife started crying. And I was like, this is sports. Like this yeah. is what sports does. And this is what we're missing. Like this, I, maybe as a country, like just to get something like this back will be amazing. Just that, whether it's a golf tournament, whether it's yep. whatever, like to have something on that we can all, you know, unify over. Leslie Frazier talked today and he wanted to be the, you know, Sean McDermott yesterday, just talking about unifying the country. Sports can be that. 
you know, it, it would just be yep. so great in a sense of normalcy uh, to, to get that. So I'm really looking forward to any sports, uh, but you look at the stack schedule that the fall is going to be with masters and college football and NFL, like buckle up. And Dan, remember last year on Sunday when there was rain and thunderstorms in the forecast? So they had to start the masters at like freaking eight in the morning. Forgot so that. we're like, we're there all, we're all day Saturday watching and we're like, yep. See you back here in a few hours, folks. Bring the coffee and donuts in the morning. Buckle up. It's going to be a great time. And then they replayed it, which was even better because I was working and I was like, well, I don't know if I can run these highlights. And then we got clearance that we could run the highlights because normally you can't air highlights until the broadcast window is over. So we didn't yeah. know that what that meant. Yep. But they re-aired the entire round pretty much starting at 3 o'clock again. And it was just amazing. I don't know. It was just the, you know, I always – I hated Tiger Woods when I was growing up. I was a Phil Mickelson fan. So I yep. hated how somebody could be so robotic and win all the time. And then he had his fall and he had his issues and he was human. And I realized he was a person and I just couldn't root for him anymore now. It's just a great story. Yep. No doubt. And that is the lightning round brought to you by Pazda Electric. All right, guys. I think it's time for some shout outs to end the show. So Maniac, Dan, whoever wants to go first. I'll, uh, I'll start us off, not to jump in front of our guests here. Uh, UB Athletics, highest GPA in school history. So shout out to them, getting it done in the classroom. Things continue to grow over there under our guy, Mark Allnut. So we're, we're trying to get him on too soon in the future, so stay tuned for that. But huge shout out to everyone over at UB, hitting, caping, making, making that happen. Yeah, I, I just – I think that anybody that's been affected by anything that's going on right now and to have sports back and to even have the, the, the golf tournament last weekend and, and whatever, um, anybody that's going through hard times, I guess, I'll give, I'll give the shout out for the front, the frontline workers and everything like that. How about that? Love it. And yeah, and my wife who's 31 weeks pregnant and is carrying our child. Nice save right there, Dan. That's it. That's what you call a backdoor cover. If I've ever seen one. <laughs> that was wait wait what's her name renee shout out to renee shout out to renee fates seriously allowing one, guys. allowing dan to have that separate checking account and shout out to everyone in the world right now that is uh creating a positive change that's really what it comes down to stay safe everybody stay healthy and sports are right around the corner and you know what you know how we on the show this train never stops Good night.